This episode of the Meat and Cheese podcast is again brought to you by no one. Uh, still no sponsorship. Um, <clears throat> so please sponsor us. Yeah, come on. We're about to blow up. Uh, welcome to week two. Da Bears. Damn. Uh, First place feels good, baby. Mm. You want to start in chrono- chronological order? Bears. I mean, that only only makes sense. At noon, why don't you start? Oh, first half was ugly, boys. Uh, did not did not feel great at halftime. Um, I think we had a total of three passing yards in the first half. Um, it was tough, but uh, second half, I mean, it was an ugly game. The rain was obviously a factor, but the Bears stayed disciplined. Not a lot of penalties. Held on to the ball and uh, played well enough for Justin Fields to make some plays in, in open space. Well, that, I guess after he ran for his life for a little bit. Two touchdown passes for the kid. Um, great block from Equinemius St. Brown. And then um, another touchdown pass from for a catch for, for Equinemius as well. Um, kind of exactly what we predicted, though. Trey Lance stinks. Uh Obviously, yeah. obviously, very exciting game uh, for the Bears. But, you know, I do think that was a big factor is that Trey Lance stinks. And, and the Niners also just weren't – I mean, they, they played horribly. Like, they, the amount of penalties they had was silly. And they were all real penalties. Like, they were just playing so undisciplined. Um, bailed us out of a lot of third and longs. Um, yeah, just an exciting yeah. – ex- Listen, I'm just I'm living it up right now because I know that you know things might turn for us maybe maybe this week maybe not this week but at some point I probably won't be feeling as good about the Bears but right now I'm enjoying it. There's some good things and that's fun. So, uh, well, the Bears beat the San Francisco 49ers 19 to 10, of 12 fourth quarter points, um, entering the fourth quarter down 10 to seven. Um, I noticed that Justin Fields finished with an 85.7 passer rating uh, counterpart to Trey Lance's 50.3. I didn't really see the game. The only – I literally uh, watched or I saw – the only play I saw was the uh, touchdown pass to EQ, which kind of seemed poetic that that was the only play I saw of the game. Um, Wait, do you know do you know Justin Fields' stat line for the game? Eight of seventeen, hundred twenty one <laughs> yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Yes, sir. Seventeen passes. Um, yeah, eight I mean, interceptions. Also, uh, pouring rain. Yeah, which definitely definitely plays into San Fran not playing well, but the Bears also had to play in that. So uh, I think it's a. One or I think this says two things. One, I think it says the Bears uh, can be competent. I don't think this is declaring them as. I mean, you can think this, and you should ride high. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Uh, I think this game says two things. One, it says uh, the Bears can be competent and they can actually play well enough to win a football game. And I think it shows that San Fran can be uh, bad. But yeah. Um, I'm also not one to um, take week one very seriously. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course, of course. Shocker. Uh, yeah, but also, so we'll we'll get into what you're alluding to there in a second. But um, yeah, I mean, the Bears also like takeaways too. Like that was a huge thing last year. It just seemed like we, I mean, we weren't forcing turnovers at all. Um, and we had Jalen Johnson had the peanut punch early in the game on Debo. Um, I think I, I'm almost positive as Eddie Jackson had the interception. Um, just awesome. It was awesome to see. Very exciting. Uh, and then also you just put a young quarterback who stinks under pressure and, you know, it, in the rain, it, it was fun. It was a great time. And they finished with two sacks, one half from Dominique Robinson, half with Roquan. Um. Yeah. Also, Lance. I mean, he's like a big guy, but he was getting crunched. Like they were. He was because he. I mean, only two sacks, but there were so many times that there was contact in the backfield, and then he would just take off and run, and you know he'd gain a yard, so it's not a sack. But like mm-hmm. he was getting destroyed, um, which was awesome. It was very fun to see. Yeah, the only note I wrote down was CQ. Which you now have my jersey. I need to get the yeah. jersey. Yeah, we should actually I'll I'll send a picture of that to, to the Twitter guy to uh for you to tweet that from from the uh... yeah, that jersey is officially retired. If I well I won't have <clears throat> I won't have a new jersey for Sunday, so I'll be wearing Randall Cobb. Um but I need to I, I don't know who to get. I gotta I think I gotta switch. Oh, from I got the, a guy for you. I got yeah, who's that? Uh, what's the guy you told me to draft on fantasy? That kid's a stud, eighty-seven. Dobbs. Yeah, I. If he was any number, I would. I just feel weird wearing eighty-seven jersey. And it's not George Nelson. Oh, I, I actually I could understand that. What about a uh, offensive lineman? Uh, yeah, I would have had David Bakhtiari years ago if he didn't wear number sixty-nine. Elton Jenkins, maybe. I think I'm gonna get Rashawn Gary. That's the same bet because they're gonna pay him and he'll be on the team for a while. All right, with this, let's uh, let's let's start talking Packers. Let's let's. That's, that's it. You got you, the Bears win a game. I mean, any, dude, anything else? The slide. I guess we should talk about the slide. The uh, after the game, all the players running into the. Oh, I guess actually, I quite a bit more actually. So that yeah, come on. the slide was iconic. I feel like that might be the highlight of the season, unfortunately. But that was awesome. Um, and then I thought it was hilarious that it's just like. All off season, the Chicago and Soldier Field are like, like, oh, you're gonna really leave Chicago and, and go to the suburbs, like that's bullshit, whatever. And then these are the field conditions that we play yeah. on. It's every step there, and I guess I mean it was, it was raining quite a bit, but I mean, god dang, it was. I mean, you yeah. could see, dudes, yeah. every step people were taking. It looked like they were stepping in like three inches of water. Yeah. Well, the Bears are one to know. Send San Francisco to on one. So officially, uh, well, the Bears did cover, so we went to and zero there. Good work. Um, so the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I don't know if they fly or drive. Probably fly. The Devil fly. Flew to Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, to US Bank Stadium, and suffered a defeat. Another Week One loss to the Minnesota Vikings, twenty-three to seven, in a game that they were not competitive in. Um, for a few reasons, um, mainly, uh, they just had a weird defensive game plan. Um, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, defensive game plan of don't guard the best receiver on the planet. Um, 
Yeah, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers had one of those games where he just didn't really throw to open guys either. Uh, I mean, the protection wasn't great, but it was. I think it was good enough to win um, from uh, my naked eye. Um, which you could say rust because they didn't play in the preseason week one. First live action besides their joint practices with New Orleans. First live action since January 22nd against San Fran. Uh, but just kind of, yeah, uh, he's better than that. Um, it was like he didn't have that timing, that internal clock that they describe a quarterback. Like, he would just hold on to the ball for an extra. It's like, I just felt like I was constantly yelling, like, just throw the ball. Like, get rid of it. Like, he just would hold on to it for forever. Um, yeah, but he also doesn't have, like, that guy he can just flick it up to like he has in the past. Yeah, but, I mean, after further review, there were uh, – there's just so many guys that were open. Like, it, you couldn't oh, see really? it. Like, yeah, it was like, uh, okay, dude, throw the ball. Um, so, I think that's part of a – I mean, I guess to your point, yeah, there's there's just so many new receivers that he's trying to figure out. Um, but at the same time, it's like just, just throw the ball, which he did. Um, I think the game kind of ended um, on the first play of the Packers when the Packers had the ball because they got the ball second. Um, first play of the game, 25-yard line. Rodgers hucks it 50 yards to Christian Watson, who's wide open, just hits him right in the middle of his hands, drops it. Uh, that was extremely deflating, and they only had one touchdown drive, obviously, the whole game. Um, so they just got nothing going on offense. And defense, uh, they just put – absolutely zero pressure on Justin Jefferson who finished with a measly 184 receiving yards on nine catches for two touchdowns. Um, they, they just played like this weirdly soft zone. Uh, I mean, there were very few instances of any, either it's Jair or Eric Stokes being on him, like within five yards, it was just like Jefferson could just run for eight yards without being within anyone. Um, and he just kept finding the middle of the zone and just catching it and running for 20 yards. So that doesn't help, uh, which I think it was more of a like game plan thing than like how well they played, um, which is kind of optimistic view, but I do think that's true. Like, I, I think they're a good defense. Like, I mean, one game's not going to change that opinion, but I, like, I, I think it was a coaching thing. I, I yeah, think I that's more of it. To me, that's um, scary though, because coming from, a guy, me, I watched a team last year who had great players that weren't able to do good because of bad coaching. Like, this is a lot of new coaches for you. And you've got – you're supposed to have one of the best secondaries in football. And to see – there were – and there was no one within 10 yards of him in any direction. Right. That's, that, that's um, insane. But that would happen because he'd run 10 yards and there'd be, like – some guy would have to shift over in his own instead of just putting right. Like, they have like three good corners. Right. But I'm saying it's scary that now. it's, it's scary that it's coaching because like, that's harder to change than players. I feel like, Oh no, they have players. It's harder. It's harder to be good at football than just make a just change in your game plan. I, we um, dude, we've just lived two different football watching lives. Um, so <laughs> I think they're, I mean, they're not going to play many receivers like Justin Jefferson, thankfully. But, I mean, honestly, also in the grand scheme of things, like if you told me before the game Minnesota or the Packers will only give 20, give up 23 points, I wouldn't love it. But, like, I'd still be like, hey, yeah, I think the Packers should win. 
you know, like they, they didn't give up. They gave up six points in the second half. Um, two of their Minnesota's drives were just like long, long touchdown passes to Jefferson was like, all right. Um, so again, one game, but nowhere near sounding the alarm on that. Um, I mean, bottom line, Minnesota won the game just because they dominated the line of scrimmage. They were getting pressure on Rodgers. Packers couldn't get much pressure on Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah. And on offense, I mean, Aaron Jones, <laughs> he only got eight touches. Aaron Jones ran the ball five times. A.J. Dillon ran ten times. I mean, A.J. Dillon was probably the only player that like played really well. And Kenny Clark also dominated. But, yeah, I – like weird, Dogs, weird, dude. weird game planning. I, I don't know. I think it was a lot. I weirdly, I think it's a lot of coaching and Rogers just kind of didn't, he was out of the body. He's probably still on ayahuasca. Um, yeah. And then Fox, lastly, we can move on. Fox kept doing this stupid thing, like multiple times where they would show, because the Raiders play at the same time as Packers. <clears throat> They would show Packers total yards compared to Devontae Adams' current receiver yards yep. for the Raiders. Yep. Like, you couldn't be more petty. Um, yeah, well, uh, yikes. So, um, <laughs> only one big injury, Chris Barnes, our third linebacker, uh, pretty nasty ankle sprain. He's put on IR, so he's out for at least four games. And Quay Walker, who looked, like, phenomenal, uh, like, right away, I was like, okay, this dude's legit. Um, rookie linebacker, um, he's quite, he, I mean, I don't, they haven't made the injury designation yet cause it's Tuesday, but, uh, he'll probably, I guess is he won't play Sunday, but he's questionable. Okay. Uh, and then a depth cornerback got hurt on a big tackle, Keyshawn Nixon. So yeah, that's Owen one again, just throw it out. Week one sucks. Uh, Packers weirdly think there's still four preseason games, so Let's just start the season at week two. Uh, fair enough. And I think uh, we might have to name the podcast the same thing we did last year after week one, which was r.e.l.a.x. Yeah, we could. Uh, yeah, but uh, we got a big game coming up week two. Dub uh, Bears travel up north. Um. They do indeed. To Lambeau Sun- Field. Sunday, Sunday night, night football. football in front of Mike and Chris. So what do you think? What's your key to victory? How you how how do the Chicago Bears if this so this is which I text you, this is <laughs> a big game. Um last the Packers opened up as I saw they were nine and a half point favorites. I'm checking now. Nine and a half? Yeah. Oh, that's a lot of points. Uh, see, I like, I just, I really don't. Ten. It moved up. Wow. Ten point favorites. Wow. Um, I was so confident with betting. Uh, and then last night happened where I just threw the house on um, the Broncos. And I, I. So now I'm just all thrown off. But, I mean, part of me wants to say, you know, the Bears were disciplined, their offense looked capable, and their defense looked like I, – I do think their defense is going to surprise some people. Um, I've been here before, though, and even though 10 points is a lot, 
this game, I, I'm afraid that this game is going to be like we're down three and it feels like we're holding on for dear life all the time. And then in the third quarter, Roger is going to put like 21 up and we'll be down, you know, three scores in two seconds. But uh, uh, yeah. I, I wouldn't bet it, but I probably will. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what to do. I know what I want to do, and I want the Bears to compete, and I want them to win. I, see, part of me is like, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if anything happened, but I'd be the least surprised if the Bears got their shit stomped in. How, how, what would happen if the Bears, like, how what would, would have to happen? Um, and I'm not saying, like, oh, Raj has to throw two picks. Like, no, I think, what do the Bears do to win? I think that, I mean, they'd have to score. I think there's, so, I mean, one, I do think the Bears' secondary is going to be good this year. So that's, uh, I guess, Rodgers, the Bears' secondary would have to, like, stay disciplined. We can't have Eddie Jackson, like, trying to, you know, pick Rodgers off the whole game because he's going to make him look dumb, and one of those guys will get loose. I guess we would need the two rookie wide receivers for you guys to play like rookies, and then we would have to score. And I think that means we'd have to get, you know, Cole Komet had zero catches. I don't even know if he had a target. We'd have to get Cole Komet involved. We'd have to get the ball to Mooney a lot more. Um, the run game looked good. Like, I mean, poor David yeah. Montgomery. Like, I think he averages, like, three yards a carry on his career, but he also averages breaking, like, six tackles in the backfield per play. He, I mean, a classic David Montgomery run is breaking four tackles and just getting back to the line of scrimmage. But... Khalil Herbert had nine rushes for 45, I believe. Um, yeah. Th- there is a path for us to win. Oh, yeah, there is a path. Um, and from the Packers' perspective, that path for the Bears would definitely be um, – so Bears' defensive point of view. Um, Packers are kind of – it's they don't really know what their best five offensive linemen is right now with Bakhtiari and Allen Jenkins out. Um, they swapped um, – Zach Tom, a rookie in for John Runyon, who was supposed to be pretty solid, uh, but he did not look good on Sunday. Um, so I think if the Bears on defense, like I think the point of weakness for the Packers on offense, besides Rodgers figuring out receivers, is pressure up the middle. Like I, I think just getting – just pushing Rodgers out of the pocket, which weirdly used to be his thing, but um, – is slowly not becoming his thing. I still just have flashbacks of week one in 2019 where like we killed Rogers. And then in the second half on one leg, he just somehow figured out how to just flick the ball a second after he got it. And so that's where I'm like, does pressure work against him? It just sucks. I don't know. I mean, what else are you going to do? Uh, and just run, <laughs> run, run, run. Um, like Montgomery, I don't know how many carries Montgomery and Herbert put up like 25 rushes or together. I mean, they, they got to run one to control the clock. And, and I think we need a few huge plays out of fields, which he showed he's capable of, but yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, another game at home. I I could just I just I envision Packers bouncing back, but um, there's that possibility they go to zero and two and lose two games to divisional opponents right away. Um, 
And even though the Bears have sucked, anything can happen in this game. And the Bears, um, they are talented. I, I think people are confused. Like, there's talent at every position. Um, just not a lot of it. it. We're not super deep, but, like, I mean, if Darnell – like, there's guys where you're like, they could kind of have a monster game on accident, and then Bears could fall into a win here. I don't know. No. We'll see. Yeah, Packers defense has what? a lot more talent. Should we do predictions? Yeah, sure. Let's do predictions, and then we got to finish with that one last topic that we talked about earlier. But so, all right, who are you taking? Bears, Packers. The line's 10 right now. Line is minus 10. All right, what are you taking? Um, I'll say I'll say Packers win um, 31, 31 to 17. Okay. So officially on the record, though, you have Packers minus 10. Yes. Or, okay. I'm going, oh, God. Uh, Jeez. I've been thinking about this all day. This is dumb. This is dumb, but it's not dumb. Bears win 27-24. I'm taking the Bears for official bet. I'm taking the Bears plus 10, though. But I am picking them to win also. But I'm not picking, like, for our record for the season, I just want Bears plus 10. But my official score prediction, we should do score predictions the tiebreaker. That's too much. I mean, sure. Oh. I'll, well, then I'll why put them both. both. Just for fun. I mean, the, the, the deciding factor is the, the spread. But... Okay, okay. Deal. I want Bears plus 10, but I'm also picking them to win. Oh, baby. God, I can't wait for this game, actually. Yeah, it just didn't feel like uh, – I don't know, waking up Sunday, it didn't feel like the Packers had a game. And apparently it didn't for them either. Yeah, do you feel like maybe because you weren't ready, that impacted the team? Well, that's how I view my whole jerseys. I'm very superstitious about jerseys. And that's also why I just left that at your place. Yeah. Um, I, I got it. I can't wear it it's anymore. still hanging in the living room, by the way. I can't. It's just an Equinemius St. Brown jersey hanging on, like, a hanger that was meant for a hanging plant. <laughs> and I can't – so my only two jerseys I have right now with me are Randall Cobb and Brett Favre. Yeah, my, see, I, I like the old school, though. Like, like my – the jersey I wear every Sunday is Ottawale Agunliak. I love that. And also, you can go on – this is a great tip for anyone. You can go on eBay and just get, like, the old Reebok jerseys. For like fifteen dollars, any any player you'd ever want, any player your heart yeah, desires. Yeah, I I hate the Nike jerseys. Do you really? Yeah, that's kind of also why I'm waffling on getting one because I don't really want a Nike one. The there was I was looking at a Thomas Jones jersey the other day, but I want a new player or an Alex Brown. But the thing is though, it's like if you get a new player, like. Rodgers could like if you get one of the rookie receivers, it's like Rodgers could like hate them and then they're gone in a year and you're like, why'd I get that jersey? Like Equinemius St. Brown. Yeah. No offense. I mean, a jersey, a lot of playoff runs. Uh, All right, we got one last topic. Actually, we don't. We have two to- two more. Um, okay. I'm going to introduce a Rob Wilson segment um, and quickly, no quickly discuss. Uh, the New York football giants and the Washington commanders. 
Um, <laughs> quickly, the Giants just gave, honestly, gave the performance of the week across the NFL. Uh, Saquon. Def- defeating the Tennessee Titans at the buzzer. Um, a little two-point conversion action to win 21-20. Uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a new era. It's a new era in the Meadowlands, and um, I know Rob's happy about that. His second team, the Commanders. Um, they uh, wait. Is he? He's a Giants fan first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know Rob as a as a fan of any football team. I don't think. Well, he his teams went two and zero, so he's pretty happy right now. Commanders defeated the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Carson Wentz undefeated in Landover, Maryland. What are we doing? What is this segment, dude? Are, are we going to have him on the pod? Let's get him on the pod at least. We got to get Max on the pod for some Steelers talk. Steelers with a big dub. Dude, here's the problem with having these two guys on the pod is it takes away two of our viewers. and <laughs> We can't afford this many well, viewers. You know they're going to listen to it. Yeah, that's true, actually. And they'll probably tell their friends. Right. Rob will probably tell you know his friends in Washington. Maybe yeah. get us a sponsor. So, bad boy of the week. Brett Favre. So, came out today. Um, there's been this ongoing um, scandal that's slowly been uncovered involving Brett Favre and the state of Mississippi. And today, uh, Twitter DMs between Mr. Brett Favre and I believe it was the, uh, Miss- the former governor of Mississippi. Um, so, Brett was trying to funnel some money towards the university of southern mississippi um and i wish i read more on this as i'm talking about it do you want me to do you want me to read the dms right now sure so all right so basically the big thing that came out today was the dms between um who was it the dms between Favre and then someone in the what is it the government in mississippi right and it's it's all about basically the guy the the whoever it is in the government was giving money they were funneling money that was supposed to be for like government aid or something to welfare to southern miss for like new facilities and stuff, which is where Brett Favre's daughter goes to school. So the DM that got released is from August 3rd, 2017. And it shows Brett Favre saying, if you were to pay me, is there any way the media can find out where it came from and how much question mark? Then this guy responds with, no, we never have had that information publicized. I understand you being uneasy about that though. Let's see what happens on Monday with the conversation with some of the folks at Southern. Maybe it will click with them. Hopefully. And he says, okay, thanks. Then the guy says, wow, just got off the phone with Phil Bryant. He's on board with us. We will get this done. Awesome. I need to hear that for sure. So basically that just them saying this is hush hush and it's going to go through. Right. And then the guy being like, yes. Yes. So. Let's confirm this. What are you trying to confirm? So the the text messages it was with someone named Nancy New. Um, yeah, uh, I was saying Nancy uh, Zach yeah. New Z- Nancy and comma Zach New last name plead guilty in Mississippi welfare misspending. This was earlier this year. Um, 
mother and son who ran a nonprofit group in an education company in Mississippi pleaded guilty to state charge of misusing public money that was intended to help some of the poorest people in the nation. Um, a state that is struggling to find clean water for certain areas. Right. Use $5 million to funnel towards the uh, athletic facilities of welfare funds. Right. Um, and Brett Favre was directly involved and has consistently denied any wrongdoing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So back to this jersey thing, I will not be wearing my Brett Favre jersey. Um, so I think when we watch the game together on Sunday, I'll be wearing my old Reebok away jersey of Randall Cobb. Yeah, also I'm looking it up. So there were also a bunch of hurricanes that like devastated parts of Mississippi in 2017 as well. So just uh, good to know that, you know, Brett's always looking out for the people. But yeah, you can't wear that jersey. Uh, it's, it's just kind of a great week to be a bear and a Bears fan, um, everything in your life is kind of a disgrace. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'll let you have this one. Thank you. I'll let you have this week. Sunday at 7.20 p.m., everything changed. Everything's out the window. Yeah, should we live stream? Should we, should we live stream us watching the game? <laughs> uh, <damn. laughs> Sure. If you guys want to tune in live to watch, watch us watch the game, <laughs> dang dude, Instagram live. Yeah, let's let's IG live it. We should first make an Instagram for this podcast. Hmm. All right, dude, is Wilson coming on the pod? Uh, he requested a shout out. I was talking with him earlier. Uh, um, shout out, Rob Wilson. Yeah, that's all I got. Moving on to week two. The first version of the match in the 2022-2023 NFL season is upon us. I'm nervous, but I'm ready. Bring on the lights of Sunday Night Football. Mike Tirico, Chris Collinsworth. Uh, last thing, just to close out. So, obviously, Monday Night Football is crazy. I, I don't know what the national opinion is because I, I didn't listen much. I love Love the new, um, the new Monday Night Crew. Love it. Yeah, Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. So much better than last year. Also, well, yeah, ESPN finally stepped up and paid people. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of all, all I had on that. But yeah, awesome. Uh, Russell Wilson's a dweeb. Yeah, he's right. a dweeb. He's a dorky dweeb. Thanks for listening. Yeah, and uh, we'll see you. Next week. Wow. Wow. Big game. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> Both teams are going to move to one and one. Up oh, Bears. <laughs>